Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press one. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press two. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over a hundred social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S. excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, everybody out there in the internet stratosphere. Um, <laughs> welcome to another episode of Broadway Breakdown. My obsession, uh, our wonderful subsection of this podcast, uh, I am your host for the day, Matt Koplik. Other half of our team, John Miscavige, is off being busy. But that's okay, because with me, I have tap dancer extraordinaire, sometimes soprano, made her Broadway debut this year in My Fair Lady. You saw her across the country in Newsies, and you saw her on the interwebs tap dancing to Megan Trainer. Yeah, that was the song? Yes. And she's also just a good friend of mine. Please welcome Miss Caitlin Frank. Hi, Caitlin. Hi. <laughs> Bitch, speak up. This is my first time on a podcast. <laughs> it is her first time on a podcast. Is this thing on? Um, no, yours specifically is not on. I turned Good. it off because this Thank is just, God. this is a monologue for me. It always is anyway. Um, how are you doing, Caitlin? Good. Good. <laughs> this is funny. Yes, it's very funny. It's uh, Caitlin, this, as soon as I started, Caitlin buried her head in her hands. <laughs> she was so embarrassed for me. Mm-hmm. She, she was like, I, what did I get myself into? Mm-hmm. Um, but that's okay because she's in it for the long haul with me. She, yes. we, we made a blood pact. It's fine. It's forever. It's, it is forever. I'm assuming the people who are coming to this podcast to listen to you talk understand your background of like who you are and what you've always been, which is a belting tap dancer. Like Sutton you know Foster, it. watch out. All About Eve's about to happen to you with Caitlin Frank. But to people who listen to the podcast and maybe don't know you, they're like, yeah, this girl booked My Fair Lady. What's the big deal? And it's like, no, 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 no. Caitlin Frank booking My Fair Lady is like Cynthia Erivo booking a prima donna role in a ballet at ABT. It's like, I'm, yes, it absolutely can happen. She's an exceptionally talented woman, but like, not the thing that I would think of when it comes to booking. <laughs> Surprise. Surprise. It was very wonderful and welcome. Yes. We're so happy. And not on, only that, Caitlin Frank glorified dancing ensemble track got to be what we called the pinpoint of the pyramid for the ascot gavotte and my fair lady which for those of you that don't know is the number where higgins takes eliza doolittle to the races to try her out in front of society 
and the ensemble comes out in gorgeous like mauve and white oh, costumes stunning um, stunning and caitlin frank in her white wig she comes down center stage the top of that thrust and led the ensemble in sass and it was great <laughs> and cave bitch stank face it yes. was phenomenal it was fun um yeah you looked like you were having fun you yeah. got to just like give tood which is so your natural state i mean that's your natural state oh also is it it is also caitlin frank is on a cast recording everybody she oh, is right. she plays annalise annalie mm. annalie Anne sorry i always forget her it's Not actually just no uh isn't just, that weird just annalie annalie yeah preston what are you doing um <laughs> what is that name preston that's just we need to follow up because I'm sure there's a story. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure. When he was writing Tigers, it was originally Annalie, and then one day just went, mm, "Let's make it a little weirder." Annalie. Yeah, no, like that makes sense. She's oh. just difficult in every way, so her name would be difficult. To yeah, use. she's yeah, but you made her very like spunky because I've seen a lot of incarnations of Tigers, and you're like, your Annalie was both difficult. But also very high energy, which I've never seen. <laughs> Usually it's like all the girls would just go, I'm Anley. And you're like, I'm Anley. <laughs> it was great. I love it so much. She has a landline. But so yes, much energy. For so the much task. energy. But that's that's Caitlin Frank for you. Mm -hmm. uh, yes, she was in We Are the Tigers, where she was a religious do-gooding cheerleader who wanted to bone her boyfriend, but said not yet. But then he died and she lived a life of regret forever afterwards. So many single tears. So many single tears. Caitlin, how did you come to theater? How did how did theater find you? Tap dance. Tap dance? How'd you come to tap dance? Came to tap dance because um so around age well, I guess I can get specific. In the third grade? Somewhere either third or fifth grade. No, third grade. Third or fifth. That's a three year gap. Well, third or fifth, I know it was an odd number. Okay. I think it was third grade. Okay. Um, so I, I had been dancing a little bit. I like started dancing when I was three. Like, sweet mom put me in the lessons. Thanks, mom. Um, Thanks, yes. And then um, basically, I got pneumonia so bad that I was out of school for, I think it was like 35 school days. Damn. Yeah, it was a long time. Um, I didn't fragile. go to the hospital, but I was <laughs> at home. I watched a lot of TV. And so. Um, I had to catch up on my lessons that I had missed because mm -hmm. it's like group lessons, of mm -hmm. course, right? So then I took private tap lessons to catch up so I could be in the tap number. I, what tap number? Just like the recital. That at school? Like I was little. Oh, like there was going to be a recital at school? and No, like I went to a dance school and the dance school had a recital. Okay, you and I was missed, enrolled. So you missed that part of the story. Oh, but like I was in dance classes. I just figured but how it was did you assumed. Come to, so your mom just enrolled you in dance classes yes, and called it a day. Yes, okay, but great. this is where it gets serious. Okay. So um, I'm basically, you know, like, okay, trying to catch up, take some private tap lessons with my teacher at the time, David Ryder. Well, I ended up taking private lessons from that point on for another decade. Mm -hmm. um, and he was my my teacher. And he is an incredible human being. Um, one of actually the best teacher I've ever had in terms of like the actual art of teaching. Mm -hmm. um, just a mentor in every way and i just fell in love with tap dance it was such a gift that i started those private lessons because 
it made me like be like, wait, I actually love this. Like, oh, I'm getting good. I'm I'm enjoying this. Like, it just made me fall in love with it. And I got to just be a lot more serious about my relationship with tap dance, I guess, mm-hmm. because of those private lessons. Um, and it's I always think of it as like playing an instrument. It would be like picking up the flute, but only playing the flute in orchestra. Sure. As opposed to having private it, lessons to like learn an, an intimacy with the with learning the, the flute or the tapping right yeah. and it's the same thing like that like it's an instrument it's on your feet yeah like the private lessons so crucial so that was like the biggest joy of my entire life like every saturday for a decade mm-hmm. and that's like why i got good too because yeah. of david well it's also i mean you're very lucky to not only be good at something but to like what you're good at um or you know, or to be good at what you like, it's it's not always the case. Some that people, is not always yeah, the case. Yeah, it's really devastating when you're like passionate about something and you're only like like okay, okay at it. Yeah. yeah, or like sometimes you're not even okay. Sometimes you're not terrible, right? Um, and you can also be like amazing at something that you actually just don't care about. Absolutely, that's just me saying you're very lucky, yeah. you lucky bitch. Um, yes, and I hope you understand that. Yes, I'm grateful that I genuinely enjoyed it i think i part of why i liked it part of why i like all of this is because none of it came easy to me Mm. at all woke up woke up was born into the world so tone deaf like really really truly klutzy like not a ton of grace um no like natural ease in picking up choreography like none of the like none Mm -hmm. of this was like oh you gotta get that girl into class like my mom Mm -hmm. was just like oh i always wanted to take dance class so i'll put you in dance class like Mm -hmm. there was nothing that signaled that i should be doing this sure but i enjoyed working hard and i enjoyed the like gratifying feeling of progress Mm -hmm. i suppose um and then like fell in love with the art forms from there that is one of the rare cases where i heard someone say i think i liked it so much because it wasn't easy for me and not that you know uh people like stuff i mean people like things that do come naturally but the fact that it wasn't as smooth a transition into it as as other people into performing oh yeah yeah and I i think that like the more that i talk to people the more i realize that that is it's rare. A weird story. It's um, yeah. It's just rare. It's rare. Um, you, so many stories you hear about people who go into theater. It's you know, I stepped on stage and everything just. Look, Patty Lapone famously says that when she, <laughs> the first time she performed, she thinks she was four. She was on stage. It was like it just was so natural, and she was like, "Oh right, this is what I do." Mm. Um, and there are a lot of people who have like that story. But yes. then it's also devastating when they have that story, and then it turns out that they're not terribly good at it which is why it's wonderful that not only are you good at it but that you worked hard to be good at it thank you this is all also by the way to say i should make this point now because usually we transition into this but your origin story goes into your obsession this week yes caitlin's obsession is tapping tap dancing yes and tap history specifically yes. fantastic we like can... obsessed with history like i don't need to actually tap dance all day every day though i am about to teach a class at broadway dance center after this mm-hmm. so like she yes she teaches it's many like, a class at broadway dance center for tapping it's very much like on the dale daily is that a thing anyway yeah. um, on the dale just on the, the dale on the it dale. just like felt nice um but <laughs> you started a new phrase it's on the dale <laughs> but i love the history of it because it is like a true blue american art form mm-hmm. and i think it's 
I think it's just like gorgeously expressive. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I so just love what it. goes through your head when you're tapping? Like how do you interpret tap steps and movement? My dad always asks me this. Both my parents are electrical engineers and like they <laughs> just are like, what is happening? Like I'm so confused. Mm-hmm. And so they've asked me questions kind of like this as I've grown up um, because it's so foreign uh, to them. But mm-hmm. I am not thinking about like you drill your technique. You're not thinking about that. Mm-hmm. Um, I am thinking about I kind of make larger groupings of situations and I like tell myself like weird stories of how things combine. Mm-hmm. So. I'm not like transitioning from like one physical step to the other, like the shuffle to the flap, Mm -hmm. but then like the shuffle flap ball change shuffle hop step is like a thing. And the reason that I remember that it's like the next step is a pullback after the, like that step Mm -hmm. is because like, it just feels like a natural progression almost. Is that, but I like when it's weird though, when Mm -hmm. it's like a weird transition, like I will tell myself weird things. So Mm -hmm. I remember it. Okay. And I, sometimes I'm like, and you go to the right and then you bring it back down and the, like, I'm like making up like cha-cha slides essentially. Yeah, that's awesome. And then it's like filling in the blanks with all the details, but that kind of like is like second nature then. Yeah. But that, and that comes from doing it for as long as you have and as often as you have, you you were saying about technique earlier and it's the same thing with singing and whatever and any instrument. Yeah. Like you drill the technique. So eventually you can forget about the technique. Mm -hmm. So that way you're not thinking to yourself, what's my placement? What's my, like that Mm. just becomes second nature. Right. Um, And, and actually a lot of it, once I'm in performance, I guess that was more like when I'm learning something, that's what I'm thinking about when I'm like in performance, if anything, like I just know the song and what I really mean is the rhythm, but I like to kind of create the song of what the tapping is. Mm -hmm. So like I'll add pitches to it kind of like, and normally it reflects back on the song that like is also playing unless it's acapella, but it's kind of like a, you're like, like I will just have fun with what that's supposed to sound like. And I'm just living within the music there. Mm-hmm. I'm tr- not really trying to be micro about it. It's like a very macro. Mm-hmm. And you choreograph too, by the way. Mm-hmm. That's something everyone else should know. What is, how, is that how you f- think of tap when you choreograph as well? Sort of the, the stories and the, and the bigger picture. You're yes. not really, okay. Yeah. Story, um, progression of energy. Okay. And what it sings like. What it sings like. Yeah, like okay. like tap sings. So it's like, well, what is it's this? Rhythmic. It, there's, yeah. It's all about the beat. Um, but the singing of it, like the way that I just like the upper, like like when the pitch is up, it's like mm-hmm. very like hoppy. So you can get kind of like, what is this gonna sing like? Mm-hmm. The love, the many different levels of it. Yeah. Yes, and I think of like pitches as like aiding to like super grounded mm-hmm. or like and just like. If it's just and it's just down, like mm-hmm. that's going to be very different than, you know, I love a piano. <laughs> so. No, I know exactly what you mean. Uh, I'm hoping that our listeners do. No, I'm. I don't know how many people listening right now have a sense of tap. I talk about all the time how obsessed I am with percussion in general. Yes, uh, me too. Specifically in musical theater, and it's something that. Uh, has gotten lost on cast recordings in the last few years, I've said, because now that cast recordings are much more polished and studio precise, mm-hmm. things like the 
the drums in, in cast recordings now are much more light and tight as opposed to like darker and dirtier. Um, Interesting. I yeah. also feel like we're listening to it through these headphones and like it, that informs how we hear perca- percussion. Yeah. And like how heavy it's And well, there's hitting. less echo. It, it's, it's, there's less room for reverberation, I want to say. That might not be the right word and that might not even be the correct scientific term, but I'm going to say it with confidence. Great. Like I always do when it comes to theater. Yes. But the example that I use all the time recently is that um, the cast recording for Michael John LaCuse's Wild Party, and LaCuse is very big on... on percussion the it's a great cast recording but if you listened to the score as it was played in the theater the drummer is like that drum beat is like down and dirty yeah and it's just love that you love it and it's sexy and it's hot and then you listen to the cast recording it's just very like tight and it sounds fine but you don't it's in the pocket it's technically correct yeah but it's but you don't get the heat from it as you would in the theater and that's what i love about percussion that's something i love about tap specifically myself um as someone who's as someone who's dabbled and experimented with tap yes yes i i've sort of visited the land but never set up house sure uh so i hear you (laughs) exactly (laughs) look at you using words Uh, we have a couple of clips that we're going to talk about yes. and we can, uh, for those of you listening at home, you can go online and find them yourselves on YouTube. I wrote down the exact names of the videos. Oh yes. Um, I was like, here are my favorites. Yes. I asked Caitlin about any specific examples she wanted to talk about and she gave me three and I want to say right now that I apologize on behalf of Caitlin Frank to the gays because the three numbers she chose are from two separate Judy Garland movies, and none of the numbers have Judy Garland in them. So apologies, gays. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry about it. Caitlin Frank is not here for you. Nope. She does not care for Get Happy or Couple of Swells or Over the Rainbow. That's not a movie that we're referencing today, but just Judy. Um <laughs> Judy's great. She is. But, but if we're talking about tap dance, I'm not no, going to bring doesn't, her up. No, she doesn't tap. She, no, she actually like did a bunch, but, but like, like it was, she's not going to be the example. No. And it, it's old school Hollywood MGM tapping in the sense that she was taught the steps, but the tapping sounds themselves, I'm not entirely positive, came from her. They were most yeah, likely dubbed. Well, but like she everyone does with, dubbed, yeah. actually, which was super cool. Because that's how the sound design worked at the time yes but um but they, did she dub her own i don't I know don't, this can we fact know. check that i don't i don't know do you if do you, fact I, checks I, I don't know if you can fully check, fact check this although i do know that gene kelly had someone else dub debbie reynolds's tapping for singing in the rain even though she technically did it all correctly but he he did not care for debbie reynolds and so he was like mm. even though you did everything i asked you to i'm still gonna have someone else come up with your tap sounds in post Wow, yeah. I didn't know that. Oh yeah, he was not very nice. Wait, to so her. find out about Judy I, Garland. Well, I'll find out about that later. That's not about. This is not about Judy. Okay. I wanted to just bring that up because I was being sassy today. Um, today. To, rude. Um, so the first, we have three numbers. We can discuss either Miss Ann Miller, Mr. Fred Astaire, or Mr. Gene Kelly first. Which would you like first? Let's talk about Gene Kelly first. Great. That's good. We're going to talk about Gene Kelly. He's the one I have the fewest notes on at the moment. Um, I have it's more okay. notes on Anne and Fred Astaire. Although, to be fair, 
My notes on the Fred Astaire number are more about the plot point of the song, and my notes on Ann Miller are more about her costume. Uh, so that's beside the point. <laughs> so we can watch. So this is Gene Kelly in Summerstock. Yes. And you can look it up. The name will be Summerstock parentheses 1950 Gene Kelly solo dance. Yes. Um, and this comes at about halfway through the movie. Uh, the plot of Summerstock, for those of you who don't know, uh, Judy Garland owns a farm. Her younger sister wants to be a star, and she comes up one summer with her New York friends, and they're going to put on a show in Judy Garland's barn because they want to make it big, and New York isn't happening for them that year, and so they are putting on their own show and bringing all of the New York critics to see it. Um, and then through a series of circumstances, Judy Garland ends up starring in the show because why wouldn't she? And because Judy. Because Judy. And that's also the movie where Get Happy is from. Uh, but there is a number where Gene Kelly's alone on stage after everyone's gone home. And he's sort of walking around the stage. And then all of a sudden, he steps on the floorboard and it squeaks. Yes. And he starts, uh, you know, dancing with the squeaky floorboard. And then a few other things, like a newspaper. I think, is there any other things that he uses? Um. N- Oh, shoot. We'll, we'll I should have we'll watched watch. it right before we'll, this. We'll watch and we'll remember. But Gene Kelly, for those of you who are less familiar with him, um, was very famous in the 40s and 50s in movie musicals for, A, his athletic dancing. Because he and Fred Astaire were sort of, not competitors, but they were both male tappers of ma- male tapping stars of the time. Um, Gene Kelly was most famous for his athletic dancing and then using props uh, not always props, but also just like techniques of film because there's a movie called Cover Girl with Rita Hayworth where he dances with his own, not shadow, but like reflection, I want to say. Like he sees his reflection and he and his reflection dance together. Mm-hmm. And then there's the famous one where he dances with uh, Jerry the Mouse. Yes. That's a famous one. I always love that All right, that so here one. we go. We're going we're gonna to start watching Mr. Gene Kelly. Oh, do we get to like do live commentary? Yeah, why not? Oh, um, we'll, we'll, yeah, let's do some live commentary and we can talk about what we're seeing. Again, for those of you at home, uh, like Summer we're Stock, judging the dance competition as it goes. Absolutely, they I do this all the time on Drag Race podcast. They like watch something, and they start commenting on oh. what they're watching. Uh, so, Summer Stock 1950, Gene Kelly solo dance. We've begun. Gorgeous whistling. Mm-hmm. Um, beautiful lighting. He's also wearing a piece for anybody who's interested. Oh, that hair on his head is not 100% his own. You know that. Oh. It, does, it doesn't It does move. A piece. I was like, a piece of... A piece of dick. No, it's a, a hair piece. He and Fred Astaire both have hair okay, pieces. Okay, we've oh, begun. The squeaking's begun. He happened upon a squeaky floorboard. So my the reason I love this piece is because it is a classic example of... the gorgeous musical theater concept that we see all the time but it's like a perfect example of like oh that's there now i'm going to like discover it more and then this dance comes out in spite of itself it's so improved and so organic i that's the word you happened upon that i love is discovery yes um that is i would say the trademark of a lot of golden age movie musicals, with, especially with solo numbers, is sort of a sense of discovery of, oh, this thing that I've just discovered that has now inspired me to start dancing. Yes. And then how it builds. Because you know what's yes. coming. Like, you don't go to a Gene Kelly movie and sit there going, like, is he going to tap dance? You know he's going to tap right. dance. But it's how it happens right. and how it builds. That I'm so obsessed with. Mm-hmm. Like, 
obsessed then it then it's just him like being like oh this is kind of fun let me like see what kind of rhythms i can create with this floorboard like and then of course the newspaper comes out Mm -hmm. it's not this number is not about like the fastest footwork you've ever seen it's Mm -hmm. not about the craziest footwork you've ever seen but it is perfect musical theater because it's clear as day of why he's dancing. Mm-hmm. And I guess like musical theater has forever ruined me because it's really hard for me to just like go and watch tap or any sort of dance and be like, this is unreal, but why? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, thanks, Gene, you ruined me forever because to watch it mean something to him and to watch it evolve yeah. Well, it makes all, it mean something to me. And there's character while he does it. Um, there's a lot of choreo these days that I've often said where it just sort of feels like choreo for the sake of choreo. Yeah, of course. And people... That was some fast footwork there. That's lit. But there are some people who are like, when you're in the show, you're like, well, the choreographer said it's for this reason and that reason. I'm like, great, but I don't see it. This is... I mean, it's so clear as day. Absolutely. And, and yeah, it's like, what's like happening is joy obviously yeah. like it's not anything it's not rocket science yeah. and but it's perfect <laughs> yeah, for anyone who didn't hear that squeak there and it's and it it extends past his feet it's the footwork is what makes it him the props are what make it unique yeah and how he inhabits it the rest of his body and his face is what makes it organic yeah it's gorgeous Mm-hmm. There's actually a bit of a, uh, a lot of similarities between this and the title song and singing in the rain yeah. in the sense of like, it starts small. It's a sense of discovery. It's a sense of joy. And then right when you think it's going to give you this big photo finish button, photo, not photo finish, but you know, yeah. this big spectacular button, something interrupts it. Yeah. And that's what makes it feel organic because then he just goes back to normal life. As you said, like, like nothing happened. Yeah. And it's great. Um, yeah. It's a wonderful dance, filled with joy and surprise, and as we also said, discovery. Um, final comments on this clip, Miss Caitlin. It's perfect. Yeah. Like I think that that is, like I think that's my favorite piece of choreography ever. It's phenomenal choreography, and Jean, it's so like less is more. Like it's it's not the craziest dancing you've seen from him ever. Yeah, no, he's done some way more acrobatic dancing oh. than that. Um, and faster tapping and just tighter tapping yeah. in general, but. Uh, then we said we wanted to do Mr. Fred Astaire, correct? Yes. So speaking of tight, tight tapping, uh, this, so also other two clips that Caitlin mentioned to me were, uh, begin the begin and what was the other one? Uh, Moses. Oh, Moses the Poses, both of which have very quick tapping. Um, I'd actually never seen begin the begin oh, in its, really? in its originality because somebody made like a music video to Uptown Funk and they incorporated like all the dance scenes from like every old school movie musical ever that's fun yeah so like you see a bunch of big in the beginning in there and i didn't realize what that was but watching it i was like crap this tapping is tight oh it's so good yeah um but this and and eleanor powell who is yeah with him yeah it's the ease that they both have and fred astaire very much is 
a tap dancer with a great sense of ease and class and sophistication. Like his feet move so fast, but his upper body looks like he's just strolling. Oh, he's gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Such ease, but like so much hard work to get there. He's known to be the person who like kept everyone on set for like hours, just hours and hours and hours and like demanded perfection. Mm -hmm. Like he, he'd be like, no, we're doing that again. But like the result shows perfection. So there we are. So this clip, you can just look up Drum Crazy, which I'm. you might w- want to look up Drum Crazy Fred Astaire uh, in case there are other videos up there <laughs> that, like, weird, that are weird. But this is from Easter Parade, um, which is, and it's before we meet Judy Garland, so it's fine. But my, I want to just say the plot point of this song. When was the last time you watched Easter Parade or watched this clip? No, not a long time ago. Okay. Um, I had watched Easter Parade for the very first time a few months ago with my mom. And we both, after watching this number, we were like, he's amazing. Like, the whole percussion thing. Like, it's amazing. It's amazing. But we were also like, so the plot point of this song is basically he wants to buy a stuffed bunny for Ann Miller. And this kid wants it. And he spends the whole number is basically him convincing the kid he wants a drum set instead. Uh Um, And, like, totally just bamboozles this kid out of a bunny. (laughs) Um, And when we first watched it, we were like, did he... He walks out with with the bunny in the end. And when we first watched it, we were like... Spoiler. This is the first five minutes of the movie. No spoilers, (laughs) goddammit. But we were like, did he even pay for the bunny but, probably not he's slick well he is slick but we we wa- i watched it again and i was like oh no he there's a moment where he like drops cash and uh for Ooh. a second because well, for a second i thought it was him like exchanging something for the kid but it's cash um so i was like at least he's a gentleman about it he, <laughs> he still pays for the bunny but still like this stupid little seven-year-old who's to be fair a little bit of a brat about it he just doesn't say anything but he like my bunny and fred astaire is like i want the bunny i'm gonna interest you in a drum set watch and then the whole number is him just tap dancing and then using drums it's it's great um yeah so how how did you come to this find this clip kayla just your david Ryder, the answer for everything the david whole Ryder. reason why i'm doing this at all mm-hmm. my obsession with tap dance in general david so, Ryder. so for you when you think of Gene Kelly in terms of tap, what do you think of? And when you think of Fred Astaire, what do you think of? And what are the similarities and what are the differences? Before um, we continue. Yeah, I guess you, you, I mean, you used the word before, but just to keep it simple, like athleticism. Mm-hmm. Like Gene, like they both had ease. Mm-hmm. They both were like so cool. So cool. Um, but Gene just like had a, an athletic kind of like his, his ease was more like expansive. Mm-hmm. I feel like it went um, through his entire body. Yeah. And then Fred, like I just think of like technician, like just such a technician. Yeah. Like he probably could have like been perfectionist. An, he could have been an engineer. He so, so precise. Yeah. He would, he could defuse any bomb <laughs> he with could, his feet. He could. <laughs> he could have been a surgeon um with his with feet. his feet uh this is fun okay <laughs> here we go drum crazy uh this is also a period film it takes place in like the early 1900s so it's one of those things where the costumes are like kind of reminiscent of the period but also it's like 1948's version of 1905 totally yeah strolling in bowler hat (laughs) 
there's that yes. kid. He's like, I, I got the bunny. You turned around and I got it. I love how musicalized all this scene work is. Mm-hmm. A bunny, honey, a dolly with a curl, an aeroplane and electric train at a teddy bear for my girl. A kitty for my pretty. Like, I, they never, love, they never geez, skipped any steps. And, like, I, I don't feel that it's spoon-fed at all. But I just feel like we don't get that anymore. Like, with these, like... Like, I haven't seen that on Broadway in so long where it's, like, crafted so perfectly to show you every step of mm-hmm. of the why. Like, starting from zero all the way to 100. And you just see him discover everything. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. I feel like people are just, like... Oh, like, I don't know. Maybe they think people will be bored or something. It just jumps right in. I, yeah. I would say, before we continue, the thing with choreo, modern day choreo, a lot of times for me is that it doesn't build. It starts at, best case scenario, starts at an 8 and gets to a 10. Mm -hmm. So while it does progress, it's not a huge progression. Like, I think, as you said, maybe they sometimes think that people will get bored, that we expect it now. And in some ways, that is true with shows like So You Think You Can Dance. We see these giant athletic numbers that start at a 10 and stay at a 10. That's also for a minute and a half of a reality show. It's not part of a storyline. It's not um, you know, part of a whole evening. And that's that's the difference. And I think that audiences don't always know what they want until we show them what we can do. Yeah. And so I there's like a weird... I don't know how to describe it. It's like a... To sort of uh, paraphrase from Doctor Who about time, how it's sort of like a big ball of wibbly-wobbly timey-wimey stuff. I feel like sometimes with audience expectation and like what creatives are doing, it's like a big ball of wibbly-wobbly, we both have expectations from each other kind of thing. Yeah. And it's like, no, as a creative, you set the expectation. You tell the audience, this is what we're doing. Watch how we get there. Um, so... so I also just saw Hustlers yesterday um, with my dad, who went in, he went in being like, this movie's going to suck. And then he walked out. He's like, it was pretty okay, which is huge. Uh, I thought it was great. And I said to him, I was like, because at one point, are you familiar with Hustlers at all about like what it's about or anything like that? Yeah. Yeah. J-Lo and Constance Wu are strippers. And then they start pulling off these hustles on Wall Street men, which is like good for them. And my dad says to me halfway through the movie, he goes, well, he's like, well, you know, it's going to go wrong at some point. And I turned to him and I go. Of course it's going to go wrong. The fun is not that twist. The fun is seeing how it happens. Yes. And that's how I feel about with dancing. It's like, you know it's going to build. You know it's going to get to this big, giant ending. Yes. But the fun is seeing how you get there. Right. And that's what I like about numbers like this, where yes. the drums come in. And it's like, okay, he like he discovers a little drum set. And then you it's a toy store. It's, he, it's The whole thing takes place in a toy store. So you know he's going to use everything, right. or, or a lot of it, seeing which ones he's and how he uses it. That's the fun. Yes. Genius. Continue. Continue. Also, I'm no drumming expert, but it seems like he's great at it. Oh, yeah. My mom's like, I didn't know he was a drummer. And I'm like, is he? I don't know. It, yeah, it does look like he's doing it correctly. Again, fact check. I don't know. Uh, does this mean Kayla and Frank could become a percussionist? Is that the right word? Percussionist, yeah. Yeah. Amen. Oh. Here we go. I want to learn cajon so bad. Yes. Just like, so technically perfect. Yeah. Musician. Mm-hmm. In every sense. Yeah. Surprise. He's got, he's got two giant drums next to him, and he's using both his feet to tap and to bang the drums, and then also 
the drumsticks to drum as well. And it's, oh my God, it's just so insane. He officially let go of the bunny. He's Fred's getting to him. Sorry, that was there was a moment that light percussion moment was Fred Astaire hitting his own head with the drums. I looked at it more as the drumsticks hitting Fred Astaire's toupee, his hardened hardened toupee, and that was the light sound we heard. I know that's not what was what Obsession was intended. Obsession with hair pieces. Well, it was just with them because it. T- I didn't know that they wore pieces for the longest time. And then I think maybe five or six years ago, uh, I was reading a book on uh, old Hollywood movie stars and like the number of male movie stars at that period who were bald and were like full on wigs or toupees is astounding. Wow. Um, Oh, yeah. Hollywood was just like, yeah, no, we need to make sure that you look perfect all the time. Like Judy Garland, they made her wear flippers and had like discs in her nose to make her look more contoured. Crazy. They took Rita Hayworth's hairline and they upped it by like a solid half an inch Caitlin be grateful we're no longer at an age where there's a studio system where they do that to you that's crazy yeah post baby post now he's just giving the kid the drum all the drums I love this we see it in Moses as well Mm -hmm. like this idea of like (laughs) of taking all the props and putting on the reactive person yeah See, he just—that was him paying for the bunny. Oh, I've never seen that before. Either, well, either the bunny or the drum set, maybe both, because he's supposed to have a lot of money. Well, I just didn't see the money pass. Yeah. Well, you're too busy staring at him doing the other stuff. Exactly. Yes, the cane is a drumstick. Mm-hmm. You better slide out of there. Yes. And he's out. And he's out. I Can I also just say... It's just like perfect storytelling with tap dance. People think that these things live exclusively of each other. Mm-mm. They're com- they, they blend so beautifully together that yeah. if you can tap if you can tap into it... Thank you. Thank you. I will never get over, though, by the way, that, that, that this whole song is just him bamboozling a child out of a toy. It's a phenomenal number. And yeah. the storytelling of it is amazing. Because, like, I would totally get bamboozled by him if yeah. I were that child. But, it's... but also, like, what was the pitch? Like, <laughs> listen up. We're going to get... get a hold of this one. <laughs> we're going to get a seven-year-old who looks like a Nazi youth. And Fred Astaire is going to bamboozle him out of a toy. What do you think? And they're like, I love it. Give him a million dollars. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Keep it in the theme, though. Make it an Easter bunny. <laughs> <laughs> like, why? Um, it's true, because it's, it's all about Easter. It's the Easter Parade. Because that's the movie <laughs> it's from, Easter Parade. Speaking of Easter Parade, we've got another clip from Easter Parade with Miss Ann Miller, who is not the lead lead of the movie. That is Miss Judy Garland. She is the secondary female character. And in true Hollywood fashion... Because Judy Garland's the likable woman, Ann Miller has to be the unlikable one. Because it was a rule in Hollywood up until the late 70s. And even then, like, it only was sparsely done afterwards. But up until then, it was basically a rule of thumb. If you had one woman in a movie who was nice, you had to have another woman who was not nice. You cannot have two complex female characters in a movie musical. That is not how MGM works. 
Correct. <laughs> I, you, I think you saying the 70s made this very generous. But. Yeah, well, when I say the late 70s, I just mean you eventually start seeing some movies. Some. Yes. Got it. I, I said even after then, it wasn't. We still have constant. our Sharpay Evans. Really, I beg to differ with you. How do you mean? You're the top. Yeah. You're an arrow color. You're the top. Moving right along. Ann Miller uh, singing Shaking the Blues Away. She's my favorite. She is your favorite. You really do love Ann Miller. And I you do. used to sing the song a bunch in auditions. Do you still? And I know every step. Do you? Yeah, I recreated the number many times. When? Um, when I was 17, I performed this exact recreation in the exact costume. With the yellow black costume? Not the exact one, but we yeah. made one to yeah. make it look at um, at the Joyce Theater that's, in New York City. That's incredible. Claimed fame, really. Um, you know I'm turning 30 next year, right? I remember it. I've, I would like, please. I actually auditioned with this number, not in the same costume, though. Sure. Just in a normal dress. Um, for So You Think You Can Dance. I bring up my 30th birthday because I might want a video of this for my 30th. Of I Caitlin don't Frank doing. I actually don't really have a good video because at the time. Well, then make it, one for my 30th birthday, bitch. Okay. I'm I was angry. Just, I was just going to say I'll do it live. <laughs> or live. I don't care. Well, if you're. Well, there's a chance Caitlin won't be in New York City for my birthday this upcoming year, which just check out her Instagram and when this episode comes out or a few days after this episode comes out to find out why we're not allowed to say at the moment. But there we go. Things are happening. Things, okay, good things. a video good, it'll be. Good things are happening, and we're not just talking about her engagement, honey. Ah! She is engaged. Hi, Mike. All right, this is Ann Miller singing Shaking the Blues Away and tapping. I will say, the only thing about this thing I don't like is actually her costume. Oh. Not not the shape of it. I, I The shape of it, I think, is fine. It's the typical, like, showing the legs to so that way she can move and having like the skirt behind her yeah. outfit it's the color i don't like the black and yellow oh i'm obsessed with black and yellow. i don't it's it's not even bumblebee it's not it's not enough yellow for me it's yellow gloves with the yellowy skirt and then the black bodice and stockings i don't, I don't know it's i don't like i'm not like oh my god like i want to wear that dress on the runway but i am like it's iconic like it's fierce i've never seen anything like it oh, and see, i probably never will what she wears for too darn hot and kiss me kate that for me is like i want to wear that on the runway yeah this I one get that. this one her out for me the performance is a toot the outfit's a boot her makeup and hair though is a total toot also i found this out did you know ann miller was pregnant when she made easter parade so remember that so next time you recreate this number Try to be pregnant there. That way you can fully recreate it. It's going to be a long time. It's going to be a long time. 40th birthday for that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway, here we go. I, I have been told that I laugh like a gay hyena. All right. Never met one. You, ju- you just did, bitch. <laughs> I called you bitch a lot today, and it's all endearingly, I swear. <laughs> Sorry, Vicky, I meant it endearingly. an old superstition way down south she seems very pretty to begin oh i like her singing voice a great deal mm-hmm. also this shit is low but she mm. makes it sound like not low well weirdly 
a lot of women in way down south. Way down south. Um, a lot of women in movie musicals at this time, if they weren't like sopranos, they were deep altos. Like Judy Garland doesn't sing all that high. Um, I don't care. It's like pretty fierce. But I'm saying like it, she sounds incredible, but it's but you know it's not like C's and D's. Uh, doesn't I don't care have a big ending? I don't care. Maybe, but I like or have her money notes. You, done with her them. money notes usually a B. Like that's where you like usually heard Judy Garland. Skrill, not Skrill, but anyway. Also, we have to talk about this like leg reveal. Oh So yeah. the skirt gets peeled off, and now she's like in a serious mini. Oh yes, with, but with you know the a cape. What I can only call is like a skirt cape behind yeah, her. Yeah, basically. Yeah. So it looks like at first this it looks like a like, dress, and then she rips away the front. And then the legs are exposed. It's amazing. Yeah. I also will say like this is not your average high low dress. This no. is also how is she not tripping over that behind her? Because she's and Ann it's Miller. So short. Okay. So yeah. now we're getting into this. Yeah. And, but this also. She's builds. known for her machine gun taps. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely builds. Oh, and her turns. Yeah. Okay, that's like an amazing like. It's not even a nerve tap. Like it is. Like that little footwork that she does in front. Mm-hmm. Like that is a step. Yeah. It's just so fast. You know what a nerve tap is, right? I don't know what a nerve so tap is. A but nerve I know tap that- is like, essentially like. Actually, how do you describe this without doing it? It's also important to know, by the way, Ann Miller is very, very tall. So her legs take up about 80% of her body. Incredible. So in addition to the tapping, like she like she whips her legs around as well. This turn sequence was my absolute favorite. I do it to the left, though, because I'm lefty. Okay, now we get the stop time. It's unreal. She, hold the, she held the Guinness Book of World Record for fastest taps, or most taps per minute. I buy that. I mean, listen to that sound. Okay, I want to go back for a second because I did write in my notes, by the way, for this. I said, uh, tapping begins at 135, but it's at 215 that shit gets real. That's yeah. I literally wrote, 215, shit, shit gets, gets real. real. Um, so let me, while we're stopped, yes. a nerve tap is like essentially you like, you just kind of like shake your leg mm-hmm. as fast as you can shake it close to the ground. So then the foot hits the ground and just makes like a mm-hmm sound but you're not actually like creating steps if that makes sense sure it's you're not, not like doing it with muscle it's like literally like you're just like making you're just like shaking it's just like a release it's not it's, you're not physically manifesting a step the step's sort of just happening from a because your release. body's like shaking yeah yeah that's that's like what a nerve tap is but like I this like is like that I guess that's hard if you don't know how to do it. But once you know how to do it, you're like, yeah, that makes sense. But this is like actual footwork, but it's happening at the pace of like what we see at nerve taps. Like Gene Kelly did a nerve tap on Mm the, remember when you were like, oh, that was fast. Yeah. On the, on the paper, paper, that was a nerve tap. But this is not a nerve tap. It's literally like all of it is just happening so quickly. So the number is shaking the blues away from Easter Parade, but the name of the video is Ann Miller's Fast Number from Easter Parade. Because <laughs> she's just... I love that that's what it's called. Uh, but if you want to find it, that's what it is. Uh, and again, I should note, so with Gene Kelly and Fred Astaire, Gene Kelly's number starts 25 seconds in, or in terms of the dancing. Fred Astaire starts about a minute in. Um, minute and 20 in. Uh, Ann Miller, as I said, minute and 35 into Ann Miller's number is when she starts to really dance. 
But two minutes and 15 seconds is if you want to see tapping that just makes you poop yourself, that's when it starts. And uh, can, one more thing. Can we talk about her footwear? Yeah. Well, they literally just wore high heels. They're not even, I mean, like it, maybe they're dance shoes, mm-hmm. but they're not steady. Like they're, they're not like a Leduca. No, I mean, they're not, they don't, they're not pump. good for support. Yeah. She's wearing, she's wearing a fashion shoe. Yeah. Oh, it's fully like a normal pump to walk down the street. I'm just like, how? Yeah. But well, that, I mean, it makes sense. Like there are no, if you see the bottom of her feet, you'll realize there are no taps on those. No. So she's like in the studio, but she dubbed her own, of course. Yeah. But like, and the, the, the footwork is still the footwork. Yeah. As we were saying, it, uh, it everything was dubbed. That was just sort of the common sound practice. Uh, but this, she's still doing all the steps. Oh, yeah. The fact that she is even doing this at all in pumps is insane. Insane. And when but- I was learning this, I like, <laughs> it was back in the day. Mm-hmm. So I had a remote. I think it was off of a VHS. No, it couldn't have been. I think it could have been. I can't remember if it was a DVD that we like managed to get or VHS, but there was a slow-mo button, Mm. but the slow-mo doesn't have sound. Mm. So I would learn what the rhythm was, Mm -hmm. but then I would watch it in slow-mo to see which order of which foot dropped. That is precise so i could figure out what exactly the steps is because it's a lot of toes and heels mm-hmm. um but the order of them you know is not generic like so and, like it was and know. this number came to you from your teacher as well yes okay. he helped me break it down too mm. we did it together but um yeah like seeing like i would literally be like okay i can see from her knees that she's dropping her left heel then her right heel mm-hmm. then stepping with the left then stepping with the right dropping the right into the back to the left you know or whatever it was sure um so yeah it was kind of crazy though because it's the pumps don't reveal a lot like uh-huh. it doesn't there's not a lot of like you're just looking at the feet they're just like vibrating you're just like what's happening from this story from what you're telling me about not only the fact that you were able to recreate this but how you learned to recreate it through like this kind of meticulous research reveals to me that if you wanted to you could probably murder me and get away with it. Like you probably would think of all the ways to do so. Don't and underestimate what, me. Yeah. Weirdly, it doesn't make me afraid of you, but it does just like reveal a new element of your personality to me. until she does the turns because maybe is, that it's the craziest I, turn sequence no of all not time. that but sorry i need to, I need to see. maybe i wonder if they shot this more than one day because at a certain point you realize that the front of her hair is kind of blondish and the rest of it's very dark and i don't notice it when the number starts but i always notice it once she starts turning and i oh. don't know why that is is it because of the bird's eye view Maybe. Like you're just seeing more in the top of the Maybe. And again, nothing, nothing to do. Does she have a piece too? Maybe, Caitlin. <laughs> that's a piece on our head. It ain't real. That's the wig, bitch. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It, again, it has nothing to do with your tapping, but I just these are the details that I look at. Caitlin looks at the rhythm and the levels and the textures, and I'm like, is that a piece? Is that a wig? Why is that part of her hair different than her other part of her hair? I don't like the gloves. I love the gloves. Be- but that's because, like, what am I going to critique about the tapping other than like, that's amazing. Yeah. The same though. I yeah. mean, I know how to do it. So well, I so, guess 
I could tell you what it is, but I just love it. Well, so as we learned, when Caitlin is looking at dance, she's looking at the storytelling, the originality, the build of it, as well as the technique and the presentation, the style of it. Yeah. Yeah. That's a lot to think about while you're... I mean, we did already just say that your brain works on many levels and that's why you'd kill me professionally. But... (laughs) Yeah, that's all like that's that's working a lot. Is it sort of are you looking at all those things all the time or is it more sort of you take note of things when it works really well for you or when it doesn't work so well for you? Yeah, probably the second one. Yeah. But when it's working well, do you think it's more that you sort of enjoy it and then you go back and you analyze why it worked? I think that is the case when I'm going to see a show, but as soon as I'm like, like if I'm just seeing a show, I'm like, oh, I want to see a show. Like, blah, blah, blah. Like, I want to have a good time. Mm -hmm. But as soon as I'm like, okay, like, I really like this. What's going on? Mm -hmm. Then I'm like, oh, like, this is really perfect. This is amazing. We could have done better over here. You know? (laughs) Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. But But I do do try to just like enjoy things for the sake of enjoying them sometimes. Yeah. But there's stuff to learn when it doesn't work for you quite so well, especially as... When you're a creative like you, because not to say that just dancing is uh, not fulfilling, but you're not just a dancer. You are a choreographer. You do create dances. I so love that. So you learn just as much from the dances that do work for you as the ones that don't. Yeah, um, totally. And so when you see ones that don't, you can look back and go, how could we have made this better or different? Yes. And that's fun. So fun. Yeah. Can I tell you one more fun story? Of course. Tell me as many as you want. We've mentioned the name David Ryder so many times. Maybe this episode should be called Obsessed with David Ryder. Just kidding. Love you. Um, David Ryder in that wave. Ryder in that wave. Um, Now he is Father David Ryder. He's He's a a priest. priest. Is he a hot priest like in Fleabag? I know. I I asked that knowing you weren't actually going to answer it. Caitlin, Um, I asked the hard, tough questions on this podcast, (laughs) okay? I told you this was going to happen. You can't act brand new today. <laughs> I'm brand new. Um, so, yeah, best story ever was just like, basically, like, it was time to go to college anyway. So the timing was great. I'm mm-hmm. sure he was, like, thinking of me when he made these choices. But um, so it's we're getting up there in the high school years. And and he's like, oh, I'm so sorry. Like, this is the last year that I'm going to be able to teach you. And I'm like, why? Because I still like maybe, I think it was my junior year. Mm -hmm. Um, And so he was like, oh, and meanwhile, like he had already toured with 42nd Street. Like he Mm -hmm. was like definitely like a professional, like performing everywhere. He didn't didn't just put on tap shoes one day and he was like, I'm going to pretend that I know what I'm doing. No, like he, besides being a tap teacher, he Mm -hmm. had a career as a tap dancer. Yeah. So, um, so he, I'm like, he, I'm like, what's going on? And I was like, maybe he got a gig or something like that. And he was like, I'm going to the seminary. And I'm like, what? So he goes to the seminary, like becomes a priest. It honestly did make sense, but it just mm-hmm. seems like somebody who's like fully a tap dancer on tour doing Broadway musicals. Like, it's just like shocking. Is he allowed to still tap? So, okay. So this is where it gets fun. So then cut to like a little bit down the road, he gets um, brought to study at the Vatican in Rome. 
They're doing Which is the Broadway of religion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's booking Broadway and religion. Yeah, it's like good job. You are really good at what you're doing, apparently. <laughs> you're so, really good at religion. Yeah, you're really good at it. So um <laughs> like how much do we have to explain for your audience? You know, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I we gotta we keep don't it, know your lives. We gotta keep it in theater terms so they understand. Yeah, yeah. That's truly Analogies. booking a blast. Yeah, he he was booked and blessed and he's at the Vatican. Well, well in this case he was blessed, then he booked. So <laughs> Oh no, that was a horrible joke. How dare you? I am so proud of that. That was good. You okay. cannot yell at me about blessed this. Blessed and booked. So he was blessed and he booked. Uh, so that's that's what I'm trying to do. Okay, so he um so he's at the Vatican. They do this like lovely I don't know, like we'll call it a, a gala to like keep it in the okay. the theater world, but it was some kind of did gathering he ta- did and he celebration. Tap dance for the Pope. No, he tapped. Oh. So they were like, we'd love the seminarians to use their special skills. Like anything you have that's like you can like entertain with, please bring. And one guy was an Irish step dancer. And David, of course, Father David was a tap dancer. And they're like, all right, well, maybe we could do like a little battle. Mm-hmm. They perform this battle. Some like old lady in the back records it on her phone. Like it's not even good quality. Mm-hmm. Posted on the internet, like amazing, like tap dancing. Brief. I don't know. I don't know what the. We should find out what the title is. Can you Google uh, it? David Ryder. Well, will his name pop yeah. up? Yeah. Okay. Maybe. So I'm gonna look this up. Maybe David Ryder. We'll see. Um, now it has millions of hits. Of course it and does. And he became like famous in Italy, and he was on like TV shows for this. A must see tap dance duel by a seminarians. I think this is it. Yep, by seminaries. I'm sure it is. How many versions Five of that? Five years ago. Is it? Yeah. Three oh, million Three million hits. hits. That's insane. And it's brilliant. So everybody watch this. <laughs> yeah, okay. I'm already... Po- and then it basically like... Oh, it's so Is good. that him there? Yeah. Hey, Father David. They do like a duel, but then they like dance together at the end. Spoiler. It's so good. Tapping for Jesus. Literally. Right, yeah. I do that yeah, step a lot. Yeah, you guys um, watch it. It's called A Must See Tap Dance Duel by Us Seminarians. Um, I, you, mean, I think I just, us is supposed to be US because oh, yes, it was uh, in Italy. Oh, but by, I'm going to say no, us. Yeah, there's no there's punctuation. No, yeah, so sorry, jo- Jonas Rome, but you should have put punctuation. You should put periods there. But like, um, she's like with her it. iPhone. Like, yeah, it's hilarious. Absolutely. And three million hits later. And basically, Over like... three million. It's 3.3. Yeah. It is just really really inspiring that mm-hmm. his life like w- what made him so accessible approachable um i don't want to say famous that's like not the point of being like you don't want to be a famous priest but like like it it just made his story and made him be able to reach so many more people mm-hmm. um because people would stop him on the street and be like you're the tap dancing priest like people mm-hmm. that maybe wouldn't have like wanted to chat with a priest yeah. well it's crazy i mean it just made his like life his life's work like it just it, everything came together yeah. in such a gorgeous way in a way that you can't predict because when he was going to become a priest he wasn't like maybe i'll tap dance on on youtube at some point like no he went no, into he it thinking was that was like, gonna, i'm gonna be a priest now yeah it's over it's over but then like he it's that's why i love tap dances because it is like no one will argue with you when you say like tap dance is joy mm-hmm. like tap dance is like the expression of joy it, aside from the angry dance in billy elliot it's an expression of joy 
and most every, of the time. And then every now and then, Savion Glover will choreograph an angry dance and like bring into noise or shuffle along. But I mean, the sh- tap dancing and shuffle along that wasn't even anger. That was just like awesome. pure, yeah, pure <laughs> necessariness. I don't know. I don't know what the word I want to use. It was a pure. It was pure necessity. The tapping and shuffle along. Like, yeah, people were tapping not because they were angry or happy because they just they had to. Yeah, so it was, awesome. Oh, God. I love it's to like, shuffle along so much. Yeah, it's like why when you see like people like sing on stage, like they just had to sing. Yeah, that's what it's makes like music the continuation theater. of feeling. Yeah, <laughs> emotion. Well, yeah, that's 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 what I've been telling my students as we, as they audition for musical theater high schools. Uh, they are singing their songs, and with giving like such dead face, and I'm like, listen, kids, the whole purpose of musical theater is that your emotions are so overwhelming you have to sing if you're giving me no emotion why the fuck are you singing yeah speak so, it yeah it's make like, this a nice monologue yeah like and if it becomes an awkward monologue that means you got to give me more emotion when you sing it because <laughs> if you're not if you're not gonna give me emotion you're gonna have to speak it if that's weird then give me emotion and sing it that's <laughs> and then if you have too much emotion then tap dance it <laughs> so many feelings ah feelings <laughs> uh, but it's just most Love, of the time it's noises. joy, right? Oh, so much. There was this like meme that was like, you can't buy happiness, but you can buy tap shoes. There was just like not yeah. for tap dancers. Like it was just like a, mm. like a silly meme, but I was just mm-hmm. like, that is like such a beautiful thing to like share and bring into the world and like spend time watching. And there's also, I believe a coffee teach. mug out there that says, I teach tap dance. What's your superpower? Matt got it for me for Christmas. You better believe I did. Um, Caitlin, this has been fantastic. Thank you for having Thank me. Thank you for coming on and being game. Uh, and where, being gay. And being gay. Mm. Uh, where can people find you on the interwebs? Um, Instagram. My handle is Caitlin underscore Frank 16. My lucky number. Mm-hmm. Um I have a website as well, caitlinfrank.com. Mm-hmm. That's you can book Caitlin for stuff. your parties or for your <laughs> for, for anything Caitlin Frank related needs you have. Hit me up. <laughs> Hit me up. Uh, again, we can't say officially when this when this episode airs. We can't say it officially, but a few days after it airs, do check out Caitlin's Instagram. You'll see some fun announcements. Uh, that's all I have to say on regards to that front. Uh, no Twitter for you. I'm not really on Twitter. I guess okay. I you think have I have an account, but I, I don't. I forget my password. Like I'm like so <laughs> useless. Um, don't hit her up on Facebook. That's for friends and family. Uh, I'm assuming. Yeah. Great. That's what I. It's not even Caitlin Frank. No, it's something else. Something. Else. But we're not gonna tell you what it is. Oh yeah. Um. So yeah. It's under. It's an underground Facebook account. Uh. You can find me on Instagram. Should you want to follow me, it's mostly just promotions for the podcast and now. Vi- uh, lately, the gay men's chorus, which, by the way, go to, my, go to my Instagram. Woo! The link in my profile for our fundraising page. Uh, I've reached my goal, but I'm actually going to up it because we've got two more weeks to go. Work. Work. And a dollar, five dollars, ten dollars. I don't care. Like, I understand everyone has different budgets. It's humans. Yeah. And, and it's just, it's also the message of just contributing to a really wonderful nonprofit organization, showing that, like, in these very muddy times that muddy. that mm. there are still so many of us who do come together and support this community that has been watching many people in power try to take away a lot of our uh civil rights that we only recently got uh so you know donate and show 
the bastards in government that you support us show the chorus that I'm awesome and give me points. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's that's all I have to say. Don't find me on Facebook, A, because I'm not ever on it, and B, because it's for friends and family. Uh, it's it's getting outdated. I'm not a big fan. It's, it's over. Yeah, it is. It's so over. Um, yeah, and I mean, technically the podcast has a Twitter account, but John and I haven't posted on it in almost two years. Instagram it is! Instagram is where it's at, in my opinion. Yes. Um, I might even put up some clips that we were just talking about in my story the day Should that I posted. Should we make er, TikToks? That's what the kids use. What? I just heard about TikTok the other day for my students. What the flying fuck is it? It's the new thing. Like everyone literally spends hours and hours and hours on TikTok. But what is it? It's like Vine. Oh, gross. It's like videos that people make and then they become memes so then people make their own version of the same video sometimes it's like weird dance moves that um sometimes it's like lip singing sometimes Mm -hmm. it's just like weird special effects like paint things on your face red and then make it green lighting so you don't see it and then it turns like it's weird shit we've we've officially become a culture of people all trying to get famous for five seconds and prove their worth rather than contribute to the world it's i want the world to contribute to me Mm. well that was a turn yeah well take a note from david Ryder and do what you love and do it for the good in the world and sometimes fame actually does come to you yeah by accident by accident it all it should always come by accident it should never come by whoring yourself out to e-network or tiktok <laughs> anywho <laughs> so yes you can find caitlin on all those platforms you can find me on that one uh caitlin we close out every week or every episode because we don't post every week with a nice broadway diva any in particular that you really want to close this out with today ann miller ann miller it is she does count as she has been on broadway she was in mame and she was in sugar babies um Unclear which clip I'll use to close her out. If I use a Broadway clip or if I use a old Hollywood clip, but we'll see. Anywho, let me type that up. Energy, energy. Um, so everybody, this has been Broadway Breakdown, my obsession. Uh, and I'm Matt Koplick. You're Caitlin Frank. I am. And this is Ann Miller. Take us away, Ann. Shake those blues away. Yeah, get them out. Get them get get out. Bye. Shake the blues away. Away. If you are blue with these two, shake off your past and trouble. Tell them the blues to go. They may refuse to go. But as a rule, they'll go if you'll shake them away. Shake them away. Have you ever wondered how your favorite performer actually feels? Well, here's your chance. Welcome to The Quiet Part Out Loud with me, Bobby Steggert, Broadway actor and now a therapist to a whole host of Broadway creatives. Part interview, part therapy, this is not your typical podcast. We'll go right to the heart of things with some of your favorite artists, what they still struggle with, what lessons they've learned, what they haven't figured out yet. There's enormous power in saying the quiet part out loud. Are you listening? Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work 
or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R E R I S E T H E A T R E dot org because only together we rise.